0: Hi, y'all. Emily and Caitlin here, and we've got something a little different for you this time around. Today's release is going to be the first of our bonus
1: content from Podcast HQ in the Hulu Lounge during season seven of the festival.
0: Throughout the festival, we had a ton of folks come to Podcast HQ for the TV campfire and our other podcast hosts that were in town to talk about their own series, the festival, or in this case, Austin and Food. This will be just about
1: 15 minutes of a conversation with our advisory board member and food guru, Phil Rosenthal. He's being interviewed by Sarah Osborne, and they're talking all about food, what'd you expect, and Austin, and a little bit about TV and a little bit about his Netflix series, Somebody Feed Phil.
0: We're also co-releasing this bonus content alongside Michael Schneider's release of the Q&A that we hosted with Netflix during the festival on his podcast, Turn It On. They had just watched the Venice episode of the new season of Somebody Feed Phil, which is now available for full streaming. We did
1: also want to let you know that Sarah and Phil do touch on Anthony Bourdain in this conversation, which, just to give you a little context, was the day or two before his passing. So there's a little look into how Phil saw Anthony and how he played into Phil's series. The Q&A happened a day later, and when you go to hear that, Phil and Mike will talk a little bit more about it as well.
0: So check this out, then go to Mike's podcast, turn it on, and listen to the full Q&A or watch it on atvxp.com, which is our content site. Enjoy.
2: Hi. Hello. Welcome back. You're here every year.
0: I love it here.
3: Why? I love it. Why do you
2: keep coming back?
3: There's something about Austin that I just find so appealing. I love the people, first of all, and the the place I've, I've gotten to know it, it feels like home to me, a second home, and, and I love the food. Yeah. And every time I come, there's new places to try. And the cuisine, I just think this Tex-Mex thing you got going is my favorite thing. You, and, uh, what but about But the barbecue it? too, the, the, you know, I told you, on the way here, yeah. I just landed. Okay. But I must stop at Torchy's.
2: <laughs> what do you get there?
3: Today I got a fried avocado taco, and something called the Tricky Chicks, maybe? So, chicken, chicken taco?
2: Okay, so in right? Austin you have Taco Deli and torchies Yeah, I And like I'm die-hard Taco Deli. I
3: like them both. Well, Why like can't both? I like both? You can. <laughs> I also like uh, Veracruz, mm, yeah. right? There's a lot, I love it.
2: You travel the world, so to say that you keep coming back to Austin and finding places says a lot about this city. I
3: would say that Austin is second only to New York in the places that I travel to from my home in LA. Really? Yeah. Because there's very few places I go to once a year.
2: Yeah. So, did you research before this trip of any new restaurants that you want to try? Yeah, Loro. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. How
3: do you not do that?
2: You got to.
3: I heard, just read about something called Suerte. Suerte,
2: which okay. Which is a
3: Mexican place. Yeah. So, I'll I've try heard that. Of that. And there's another Japanesey place that I forgot what it is. Oh, it's another one of the these. the
2: Kamari Tatsuya? That's it. Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. Tomorrow night. You know why you're going to... Somebody
3: told me that that's even
2: better than Loro. Well, it's fun because they have a little menu, a little bitty one of all the like gross stuff, and they'll have like, not gross, but just like a little off that maybe the normal population wouldn't eat. Like? Um, I don't even think you're going to probably think it's that weird, but it's just funny. like it's not how bugs, they, is it? What is it? Bugs? No, no, it's not that crazy. Like I've
3: eaten a couple of bugs in my day. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's not what I seek out when I go out to eat, but, you know, in Japan I tried an ant or two. Yeah. It was on this dish at this beautiful restaurant, and I, I couldn't say no in yeah. Tokyo. The, I, I fought it as hard as I could because I'm not that guy. Yeah. But the lady next to me, she was doing it, and I said, all right. And the chef, before I did it, said, you try it and it tastes like lemon. I said, oh. In that case, could I have some lemon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of the bug? Instead, instead, I like lemon. Yeah. No, no, you got to taste this. All right, and there's a big black ant, and I bit it, you know? Yeah. It crunches a little, and damn if it wasn't like somebody put a drop of lemon on my tongue. So, of course, the next thing you ask is, how, how does that happen? How do? Yeah. Uh, what did you do, baste them in lemon? Is that why they taste lemon? No. These particular ant, not every ant, but these particular ones happen to taste like lemon. With a crust. I don't know who found that. Yeah. Some guy who was hungry. So, I ate, that's not, now, am I seeking them out again? Uh No. No. But I'm glad I tried it, and that's the point, right? The tasting is its own reward. Yeah. The worst thing that would have happened is I would have said, ew, I don't like that. Right. And I wouldn't have had to eat it again.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. It's just sometimes mentally to get yourself there. The
3: mental thing is the hardest. Yeah. You know, there's a famous line, was a brave man who once tried an oyster.
2: (laughs) That's so true.
3: Would you ever? Nope. (laughs) Looking at that. Nope. Who's eating that? Yeah. And yet, one of the most delicious things in the world. It's true.
2: now you also come here because of the television festival and you are very involved in television so
3: yeah so it's everything i like yeah food tv right yeah people nice
2: and and we get you're having a panel tomorrow where we're gonna get to watch a new episode of your show i'm so
3: excited for you to see it it's so beautiful not because of me in fact i'm the ugliest thing in the show (laughs) but venice italy is very beautiful yeah and the photography you know we shoot this thing in 4k now on netflix Oh yeah, it's gorgeous venice is probably the most photogenic place in the world and to see it like this and the food and gorgeous people you're gonna like it i guarantee it
2: how do you pick the places
3: uh i want to get you to travel so two-thirds of americans let me start there two-thirds of us don't have a passport.
2: I just got my first passport. Good for you. Thank you.
3: <laughs> you just and went to it. Paris, right? I did,
2: and it was my very first trip.
3: And you liked it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so two-thirds of us don't have a passport, and that includes everybody who came to America with a passport. Yeah. And only 10% of them use it. Wow. So I think the world would be a little bit nicer if we all could experience a bit of someone else's experience, right? Yeah. So I want you to travel. So if you've never traveled, I'm starting with Earth's greatest hits.
2: Okay. Paris,
3: Tokyo, Barcelona, Florence, right? Venice, Italy's greatest hit. Yeah. I want you to go. These are accessible places. What do I mean? Most everyone there speaks English. You don't have to worry. Uh, You're gonna have a hotel. There'll be a bed with a pillow. You're not sleeping in a hut in the jungle. There's gonna be food that you recognize. Right? Yep. The culture is not going to be so strange that you can't figure out where you're going or what to eat or anything. Yeah. You're going to be comfortable. Yeah. That's the baby steps, Yeah. right? Now, I know that not everybody can afford to go overseas. So I want to say you can travel in your hometown. There's a Greek restaurant down the street. Mm-hmm. You don't know what Greek food is look on your phone yeah. look at the menu oh they have chicken and rice i like chicken yes you like chicken and rice yes go and try it and you're, oh i like it before you know it you like the people there yeah and before you know it you're in greece i love it yeah that's awesome yeah
2: now here at the tv festival do you just eat or do you go to some other panels too
3: i go to whatever panels i i'm interested in just like everybody if i like the show i'm going
2: yeah right? So what show like are you the into people, right now
3: Oh, I love so many shows. You know what, I'm, I'm mad that I have to leave before the Americans. Mm. I'm in love with that show. That, that's one of the best shows ever on TV. And I love the two of them. I got invited, here's a, here's a story. Okay. I got invited to the Obamas, one of their last state dinners. Ooh. So we go. Yeah. And I don't know anybody at the state dinner, it's just my wife and I. But I look. And there's the two stars, Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese, yeah. Matthew from The Americans, whose show I had just started watching. I just, like, literally on the plane to Washington, I finished season one. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like a super fan. And I went over them. I said, thank God, Hollywood. They were the only other Hollywood people there. And we hung out the whole night. And I was with the coolest kids at the prom. (laughs) That's how it felt.
2: I like hearing that someone who created a very popular show is like that you get super fans still
3: absolutely what's nice is that they had heard of my show yeah and that they liked it and that which you know, show you have your something,
2: food show or
3: i don't think had the food show or was it on everybody on? loves raymond i think the food show was on but yes they hadn't heard of it yet but he was just doing a wine show so we connected on that oh, nice. level i you know i'm mad that i'm gonna miss them just so that i could talk to them about that now because yeah. i like the wine show too
2: okay
3: yeah if you see them tell them i said hi. i'll tell
2: you phil says hi yeah yeah <laughs>
3: but uh, they're they're so nice so down to earth really charming people yeah. we had such a great time
2: well what is we're asking everybody what yeah. you think is the future of television
3: oh well it's over now because all the money went to uh <laughs> 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 greg berlanti i just read <laughs> his deal i don't think there's any money left for anybody else
2: i don't know about his deal oh you don't you want to
3: guess what uh deal he just got how much he got
2: i don't know now i'm like thinking a billion dollars how much a billion
3: okay, no now that, uh, that's just ridiculous no it's 400 million only. 400
2: million only. yeah only it's still 400 the biggest deal million. i've ever seen wow i've
3: never seen anything like it
2: that's great what does someone even do with that guy
3: i don't know but he better come up with some more shows. He's already got like 14 on the air. Right. Now he's got to come up with a few more, I guess, for $400 million. See, I look at that as a lot of pressure. <laughs> now, the company that pays that, they're telling everybody else, we we don't have any money. Yes, you gave it all to Greg
2: Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, another fun kind of question we're asking everybody is, if you could give an Emmy to any person or any show right now, what would it be?
3: Well... There's quite a few, but the one I just finished, yeah. Killing Eve.
2: Okay, that is the show, every conversation I've had so far, and I just moderated the critics panel, Yeah, that is the show I had not heard of six hours ago. What? And everybody's talking about it.
3: There's a villain in that show, I don't yeah. want to spoil it for you, but it it's probably the best villain I've ever seen in a show. Really? Yep. Wow. You've never seen a villain like this. Okay pretty great i you're in and it's only eight episodes so yeah. i went through it i mean i'm not a binge watcher i don't believe in it really i'm old school old man but i i like to take my time with the show i feel like especially coming from the side where we make the show we spend a lot of time on it i don't want people zipping past it like my show premiered like midnight on a friday morning it's thursday night i got up friday morning people were already tweeting saw the whole thing They stayed up at midnight, midnight to eight in the morning, they uh, watched the whole thing.
2: You think we miss out a lot? Yes,
3: of course, how could you not? Yeah. It's going by so fast and so, and you're probably doing other things while you're watching.
2: And and then like for your show right now, like how long does it take you to make the six episodes?
3: Oh, it's like per episode. First of all, it's 10 days of filming. There's probably a few weeks of pre-production. Then there's months of editing. So I'd say three months per show. Yeah. I don't want you watching it like, and then watching another one, and then another one, and another one, and another one. I don't, I, take your time,
2: by well, the how, way. Yeah, and how can you keep up as a creator?
3: You can't. So, they're like, the, the day after a premiere, people are like, "When season two? <laughs> and
2: <laughs> right? you're like, wow, yes, wow, I just put this just out finished.
3: there. Just So, you know, if you go have a big meal, you don't eat another big meal right after. Yeah. Take some time, digest it, Yeah. right? And by the way, my show is food. So take it easy, people.
2: So we're we're about to see six more episodes of your show. July 6th. July 6th. Yeah,
3: I'm excited. But they'll all be
2: on at one time. All
3: at one time. And you know, the great thing about Netflix is they push that button and it's on every country on earth. Yeah. So everyone everywhere.
2: What's the most popular one you think you've had so far on your Uh, show?
3: Of the six that were on Netflix,
2: it this is looks somebody like
3: I'm gonna say it's a tie between Thailand and Lisbon. And is Portugal. there a place
2: you wanna go, but you're like just not even able to get into right now?
3: No, no. Because the places you're not able to get into, you just... I don't really want to get into. <laughs> Where are you saying, like Syria? I should get in there?
2: I don't know. No,
3: thank you. No, <laughs> that's Bourdain territory.
2: Okay. You know.
3: <laughs> You know how I sold the show, right? People have heard this before. I
2: don't know. I
3: sold the show with one line. I said, I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain, if he was afraid of everything.
2: How long did it take for you to come up with that? Pretty quick. I love it. I
3: I I realized I love him. I watch him. He's a superhero. And when I watch him, I say, he is amazing. I'm never doing that.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming to the ATX Television Festival with your shows and your past shows. And Mm, we love that you keep coming back. Thanks. Yeah, that's all.
0: Thanks, Sarah. Thank you all for tuning in to this live release of our ATX Festival panel. Please come back and listen to the variety of topics coming your way, from writers' rooms to reunions to industry insider issues. This podcast was made possible by our partners, Matica Productions and the Forever Dog Network. For more information on us and our podcast projects, please visit atxfestival.com and atvxp.com slash Next year's festival dates are June 6th through 9th, 2019,
1: and passes are available now.